I opened my restaurant because cooking over an open fire was my thing. Scratch made cobbler, totally my thing. But spreadsheets and payroll, just not my thing. Regions helps business owners keep up the good work and simplify the other work with business checking account options and time-saving cash management tools. More time doing my thing works for me. For tools and services to help you keep up the good work, switch to Regions at regions.com slash smallbusiness. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Regions Business Radio. Regions Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank. Brave the beginning, member FDIC. Now, here's your host, J.D. Mueller. Welcome to Regions Business Radio. I'm J.D. Mueller. I'm the host. I'm the market executive for Regions in the Northeast Georgia area. And I'm very happy to be coming to you in the month of May, which is Asian American Pacific Islanders Month. And we're going to have a show today that's focused on um, our friends, our neighbors, and um, our community relations with uh, businesses and individuals that are representative of the Asian American Pacific Islander uh, heritage um, as, at Regions. Um, we like to say that we celebrate these vibrant, multifaceted communities and their historical and cultural contributions as an integral part of building regions' culture of inclusion. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot being said today about cultures of inclusion, and I certainly do want everyone uh, here with me today and, and listening to know that, that regions is, is deeply committed to a culture of inclusion. And uh, it's not just seen through the guest on our podcast today. Uh, it's interesting to me that the guests that we have are folks that um, uh, two of which I've known for a while and a new friend. Uh, so I'm going to introduce them to you first, um, and then I'm going to do a little bit more of an intro. Um, so before we get to sort of the conversation part, our, our guests today are going to be uh, my friend Henry Yu, who's president of the Hong Kong Association of Atlanta and president of the National U.S. Hong Kong Business Association. Our other guest is Michelle Kang. She's the VP of External Affairs for the Korean American Chamber of Commerce. And then my friend Shamron Karani, who is with Karani Real Estate Investments and Platinum Donuts, and um, an all-around good guy, uh, as, are, uh, as is Henry, and an all-around good gal, as is Michelle. So... Um, uh, looking forward to a great conversation today, um, and, and another way that I thought I would open the, the, the conversation is, is, is sort of making an announcement, um, and that announcement goes back to later last year in 2020, um, where we, uh, Regions Bank, were um, recognized by the Export-Import Bank of the United States as Lender of the Year. Um, it, we were awarded this for our outstanding support of America's exports, and, um, and it was uh, given at a conference, which is the largest conference in XM um, history. It says, and this is from a public uh, relations quote that, that you can find online, Regions Bank has been an XM delegated authority lender since 1994 and an XM letter of credit policyholder since 1991. Over the past year, Regions Bank has processed more than $65 million worth of letters of credit transactions 
and is an assignee lender on several XM short-term credit exposure insurance policies. We'll get into why that's important shortly, um, but what I want to do is, is let the listeners know that we are a serious player when it comes to export and import. Um, the, uh, the, 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 the government entity that oversees that has recognized us as the best around. And, uh, and, and, and I didn't say that they did. So, you know, it's on the, uh, it's on the, uh, uh, on their website and just wanted to share that with y'all as we head into the conversation. Uh, one more thing in regards to intro before we have a little bit of conversation with our guest. Um, I was at, uh, Hey Mike, I was at the, uh, Mitsubishi classic yesterday. Um, got to uh, play golf with some of those guys and, um, Oh yeah, pretty nice, huh? No, but, hey, notice there are no pictures of my golf swing. Uh, the fellowship was great, but um, you know, I, I wanted to mention on the podcast today that that I had uh, an opportunity to visit with um, the special needs school of Gwinnett, and uh, and I know that they're friends with um, you know with this program. I'm I'm getting looks around the room that everybody has you know, some familiar, familiarity with Special Needs School of Gwinnett. And uh, just wanted to use this platform to, to recognize them. Um, what a wonderful organization. Uh, we were talking about uh, sort of how do you know when you're getting it right? And, and, and that conversation led us to the point that you know you're getting it right when, when people make an effort today to share that with you. Um, you know, I think that's probably, uh, you know, sort of a lost art, uh, the lost art of a thank you letter, the lo- what do we go to now? Hey, can you give us an online review? Well, uh, the next step above that is, um, an heart, a heart, I believe a heartfelt handwritten letter, um, or maybe, a, a long style email. And, um, I just know that some of the parents that have students at Special Needs School of Gwinnett are regularly singing their praises um, for the opportunity that their children have to learn in an environment that's friendly to them and, most importantly, gives them confidence. This perspective that I heard uh, yesterday and the day before was, um, you know, uh, these children have lived a life of being told why they can't do something. They go to special needs school of Gwinnett, and they're they're taught how they can do that thing that they've been told before that they couldn't do, and um, if that doesn't get you fired up for special needs school of Gwinnett, um, I just wanted to. It wasn't on my notes. Um, I, I added it this morning, but I was just thinking about them over the last 24, 48 hours uh, about the the role that they play for our uh, community and the children that need them most. So just a shout out to Special Needs School of Gwinnett and how much we love them and how much we appreciate them. So um, without, yeah. (laughs) The live studio audience really loves Special Needs School of Gwinnett. Um, So so first off today, um, my friend Henry Yu and my new friend Michelle Kang are with us. And as I mentioned before, um, Henry's with the Hong Kong Association of Atlanta and Michelle's with the Korean American Chamber of Commerce. And um, again, uh, in in an effort to, um, well, I haven't thought about this, but in an effort to make an initial region's introduction to your members uh, here during Asian American Pacific Islanders Month, I wanted to welcome you to the show and just say, um, 
can you tell us a little bit about your organizations? And we'll go ladies first. And Michelle, if you could tell us a little bit about your chamber, uh, we'd love to hear about what you do. Sure. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, my pleasure. And then uh, congratulations on the Lender of the Year or the you. Regents Bank. And especially this May is the Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And thank you very much for celebrating with us. Oh, it's our uh, pleasure. Very, you're, you're very generous. And then this is the what the local business and local bank has to do, right? Yes. It is. Thank you. So the Korean American Chamber of Commerce, Atlanta, Georgia, is uh, established in 1971 by the business owners uh, to take care of uh, themselves and expand the business uh, communi community. Wow, so you're yeah. celebrating 50 years this That's year. That's true. And then our uh, members, they comprise of the like restaurant business owners and there's a real estate business owners and like a, you, you name it, there's a 2,400 businesses in Gwinnett County. It's the Korean owned businesses. Wow. So we had the huge business community, especially in, in you know, Duluth area and Gwinnett County area. Yeah. And then uh, our relationship with other like a professional organization associations like a beauty supply associations and then grocers associations and then real estate associations that we have very close relationship. Uh, most of the time we work together for the big project and huge for huge event. Wow. And then our our mission because uh, so many businesses, 2,400 businesses in the area, but the market is already kind of saturated. Mm. We need new customers, mm. so our job is to reaching out to Gwinnett business territory, yeah. and then they I want uh, Korean business owners have more you know customers from Gwinnett area not just Korean business Korean oh. customers okay. that's our that's our goal there and that's our focus on right now okay so you want more guys like me yeah coming in yeah because if you came in you would see that we have a pretty diverse table mm -hmm. right um we don't all look the same and and we can work together uh, so that's a very that, that's a great mission and you know uh we're excited to help you in that mission sure you know if you think about celebrating 50 years as an mm -hmm. organization if you're going to have a a big gala if, uh, if there's something we can do to help or support please let us know um so thank you for your introduction we're going to talk about some good stuff again here in a second uh henry uh tell us about your organ well you represent you're representing a couple organizations uh your choice or both uh, you're a busy man uh I, you're always very busy when we're together so uh, how about an introduction of yourself and and, and what you do Thank you, JD. Good morning. And actually, this morning is off to a great start because I'm meeting two new friends, Michelle and Shamra. Yeah, this is excellent. And and by the way, I'm I'm Henry Yu, uh, president of the Hong Kong Association of Atlanta. Uh, we are actually one of twelve uh, chapters in in twelve U.S. cities uh, under the umbrella of the National uh, uh, U.S. Hong Kong Business Association, which I'm the presenting president. But worldwide, we have a federation of Hong Kong business associations worldwide. So I, I think we are all nonprofit organization, uh, basically helping and, and, and promoting, we are non-government entities, and promoting trade and investment okay. uh, f uh, with Hong Kong, China, and Asia because of the proximity to you know, Hong Kong and China to Asia. So we have done a lot of actually uh, helping importers and exporters throughout the United States and throughout the world in terms of 
helping them find partners and you know suppliers and customers worldwide. So, so this month being so important to AAPI, obviously I will be remiss if I do not mention any. I mean, in terms of what we are trying to do, um, I truly believe in in the engagement. Mm. Certainly, that include engaging business aspect. No, AAPI is more than culture. Heritage and education. There has to be a business proposition. Wow. That's one of the reason why I, when JD approached me, that I'm happy to talk about AAPI in terms of our contribution to on the business side in terms of working with banks like Regions Bank. By the way, congratulations being recognized by Exim Bank. This is an honor indeed, and I'm sure a lot of hard work from your lending group as well as your international team. So yes, thank well, you. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're proud of it. Um, and and you know, I appreciate you bringing up. Um, the idea of um, AAPI as it relates to business, um, you know, because I do think that typically a month like that is is primarily cultural and, and as appropriate. You know, I certainly agree with that. But thank you for challenging us to think about it a little more broadly to include uh, our business approach as well. Um, uh, look, typically I'd, I'd have this conversation, but I can't resist going ahead and doing an introduction with with Shamron Karani. Um, let's just get the introductions out of the way because the conversation is going to be a little bit different uh, in the short amount of time we have together. Tell us about yourself, Shamron. We can't wait to hear. Yeah. Um, so my name is Shamron Karani, and of course I'm here uh, as a as a client of Regions Bank and uh, representing my family. Um, we do operate a, a family-owned and operated business here in Gwinnett and in Atlanta and Georgia. So uh, we're we're very much so part of the community. And uh, yeah, here I am. You know, it's it's an honor to meet Michelle and Henry, um, and uh, yeah, just meeting new people and and it's great learning yeah. new things. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, you know, each of you said about meeting new people. I wonder if that's a result of what we've been through. Um, you know, where we haven't been around a lot of people over the last fourteen months. Um, so I don't take it lightly then that you all would spend a Friday morning with me to talk about what you're good at. Um, it it feels, feels right, you know, to be together and to talk about stuff again and, and do so with a smile on our face and, um, and engagingly. So, so I just want to say thank you. Uh, you could have been anywhere else today. I realize that. Um, you, have, you have important responsibilities. You have, you have broad commitments. And the fact that you'd give us a little bit of your time, we're, we're very grateful for that. So um, here's a couple of questions um, I thought that maybe we could talk through. Um, you know, and, and y'all are going to kill me already, but I'm just dying to ask uh, the third question uh, for Michelle and Henry. You work with a lot of companies. You've seen everything from startups to mature companies. What's your favorite within your career? What is your favorite success story? of a company that you've worked with. And and you don't have to say name, you can give of sort course. of industry. Sounds good. Actually, yeah. that's my intention not to mention the, the company's name, obviously, but I think since I'm here now in Atlanta, since I've been here since uh, 1999, uh, I, I'm gonna tell you a success story involving a Atlanta company. Okay. Okay, um, I would not mention names and industry. It's, uh, it's manufacturing and, and value-added services. Um, um, what they have done is, is certainly uh, four years ago, um, I, I, I am still a consultant to them, but I've been advising them in terms of how they should think about utilizing the bank's line of credit 
to help them grow the business. Mm. And then back then, uh, four or five years ago, they were about they were doing about probably five to six million dollar sales, and started to export. Mm. So, so uh, and then. They approached me, uh, you know, basically, it's, it's all we met during networking functions and blah, blah, blah. So, so I guess, you know, I, I guess I'm a, people like to do business with people they like. Mm. So, and then, and then maybe a couple of weeks later after we met and we talked about, oh, Mr. Yu, how, 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 how can we grow a business? So I asked him about, well, if you are going to be exporting, right, obviously you need, you need to speed up your receivables. Mm-hmm. Right, so mm-hmm. and then he has been using letter of credit when he's selling overseas, right? And sometimes those companies they only give them, you know, f- for example, the, the the letter of credit sometimes have time, right? It could yep. be thirty days, ninety days after LC, right after the bill of lading, right? So he's he's stuck with waiting for ninety days to get the money. He said, oh, "Look, I ask him which bank you working with. It's a local community bank." I said, "Well, you need to think about having a bank." Bigger, big enough to help you with your full range of banking needs, which include international banking and letter of credit and foreign exchange. It does, but also small enough to to provide the personal service, you know, that you need, just like a small bank, right? Right. So you have relationship managers. You don't have to call the bank and take an hour to find out who your relationship managers is, and and you know, yeah, so somewhere that's a pain they, in the neck. I mean, being a banker, you. right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so the success story was there. So, I, but hey, I, Henry, I'm gonna interrupt you. You called me before we got here, right? And uh, and how did I answer the phone? Hey, Henry. <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, you know, that's how it should go. That, that that that's what small business like to do. When they call the bank, they at least they're not talking to a pre-recorded message. Yep. Or they you know they're not talking to maybe four or five individuals before they reach to the ultimate <laughs> relationship manager. I mean, right. it's, a, it's a pain in the neck sometimes. I mean. So, so to make a story short, really, this. So basically, I, I was asking, well, have you considered changing bank, right? Uh, you know, uh, so I was, I signed an NDA, so I look at his financial and blah blah blah, and uh, um, without mentioning in terms of, you know, the 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 the, uh, the amount of credit, I said, well, immediately, I, I think what you can do is number one, talk to your your buyers, right? Mm-hmm. Ask them, well, you know what? By the way. Um, you know, 90 days, 120 days are fine. I can sell you more, right? Yeah. Concurrently, I told 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 this uh, the CEO and and the CFO, you need to approach a bigger bank so that they have an international department. I think regions have international mm-hmm. department. So so yeah. immediately he he I actually I made the referral and then the rest is history. I helped them negotiate a small. A slight increase in overall line of credit, which include, which include, a sort of a sub limit for the U.S. bank, the Atlanta bank, to discount the time LC letter right. of credit oh, yeah. he's receiving from sales of his you know, products. Exactly. That really that's improving working capital. So he was very pleased to getting a, a, a slight increase in, in line of credit, but also allowing him to. To sell more overseas yeah. by opening, even you know, in terms of time credits, time, you know, right. time letter credits. So he's extremely happy. Now. By the way, I was able to negotiate a better structure, and also twenty-five to thirty-five basis point reduction in overall interest rate. Because yeah. keep in mind too, 
the company has been improving prof its profitability. So I think the bankers are very receptive. Yes. In terms of, you know, they know their customer well. So, so this is a win-win for the bank. They are seeing more business. For the company, they are increasing their profitability, really. And because of improvement in cash flow, that's what it is. So this is my success story, I think, really. And one of the stories in Atlanta, Georgia. So. Yeah, I love it. And, and you know, that's, uh, that's the value that you bring. Um, it, it's, it's an interesting point because so often our business owners, even CEOs, do not understand the pinup opportunity to, uh, to, to expand their businesses within their own financial statements. Um, because, uh, and this is a conversation I'd like to have in a moment because I want um, Michelle to share if she has a, a, you know, a success story, but this idea of rate and fee versus access to capital, is there a difference and how important is it? So um, I'm gonna table that one. See if Michelle has, has a success story to share because I bet you have some interesting commentary on rate and fee versus access to capital. So did you, did you think of a, of a yeah, success sure. story you'd like to share? Yeah. Not exactly, but I want to share some story. Okay. So yeah. Sure. So in Please terms do. of the banking relationship, and mm -hmm. then as you know, there's like a several very successful Korean bank businesses in the, in the Gunet area. Yes. And then also there's a, like a s many wholesaler you know, doing the exports and imports from international countries, mm -hmm. especially from China and Korea. And because of the language barrier and the, the comfort of the speaking same language, they are using Korean banks for the, you know, letter of credits and everything. Yes. And just like a wire transfer to go to internationally. So I, I just want to recommend Regions Bank to reach out to Korean community, the Korean community business, in business community. And then because you have a, uh, some other aspects and or benefits you can provide to the Korean business owners other than Korean Bank. So they will be you know, love to get to know the Regions Bank because uh, honestly, and then Lizards Bank is is uh, literally literally new new to the Korean business owners because mm. the they, the Korean Bank is doing very well. I mean, yes. for the small business lendings and exports and uh, imports and then, you know, the letter of credit, uh, that aspects, and yeah. they are doing very well. So I just recommend the Regions Bank to reach out to Korean business, you know, community, okay. and then you will get a lot of business uh, owners there. You know what? I love the way that you shared that with me. And, 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 and along my life's journey, um, I... S I so value when people give me an opportunity to get better. Mm -hmm. And as, um, you know, as the, the regional executive for Regions Bank, uh, you just shared with me how we can get better. And, 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 and it's not as much as, you know, hey, Michelle, how many loans can you give me? It, it's about what, what perhaps can we do to help uh, with, a, um, with a community that we're not very well known in and you, even your question, even your question told me how we can get better. Um, you, you know, uh, it would be very difficult for one of your uh, chamber members to, to walk into our branch and not be able to communicate with us. And um, that's something that, that I need to look into and, and figure out if, if we uh, desire to engage with you and your members. Um, language is the first uh, first hurdle. I mean, you know, I, I, 
I've been in foreign countries before, and certainly a smile goes a long way, but a smile can't talk about the the intricacies of a banking need. So you're, uh, thank you so much. And I want to add something, because the first generation is just my parents' age. They are like a 70s, or they are 70s or something. So second generation, or 1.5 generation, they took over the parents' businesses. Mm -hmm. So they mm -hmm. were born in here, or, and then they went to school here. So. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, they have a better, better. You know, the relationship is uh, speaking of the language barrier, so they can over the language barrier, right? right. And then uh, their uh, mindset is a little bit different from their parents' generation. They don't think the market is only confined in the Korean community. They want to reach out to the you know, Korean mm. community or even Georgia or, or even the country or even the international. Right. There's right, a right. very successful like a wholesalers and a huge company looking for the better relationship with the banking businesses. Well, and, and, it, and I think it works together really well. Uh, in Gwinnett County, probably telling you something you already know, and, and, and Mike and Amanda have heard this probably on every episode since we started. Um, Deposits held in banks in Gwinnett County total $19 billion. $19 billion. By the way, it went up from $18 billion to $19 billion from, 19, from 2019 to 2020. A billion dollars. Now, what happened? Um, government stimulus, PPP. Uh, it'd be an interesting conversation to know what your clients are doing with PPP money because there's a lot of it on the sidelines. That's an entirely different topic. Um, but in Gwinnett, just think, $19 billion are being held in deposit, depository accounts in this county. And we have less than $500 million of it at Regions mm -hmm. Bank. Now, I share that because that is one way that we gauge success broadly. More closely would be today, as we sit here, uh, w Michelle was really nice. Our, I want our audience to know that Michelle was really nice by asking her question because before we got on the air, she asked me how many AAPI customers do we have? And um, so that was about 25 minutes ago and I'm still trying to think where we are. So, so would I ever look to gauge our success with your members based on that 19 billion, 500 million number? No. I would look to gauge success not even by account opening but by knowing that perhaps we helped somebody one time. Because if we've helped someone one time, then that means we're going to get to help them again. Uh, so I want to be just real clear. I share the numbers because the market is, there's a huge market opportunity. Um, and there's place for, for um, uh, absolutely um, a need for the Korean community to continue and absolutely endorse the comfort of dealing with their own uh, with your own co Korean banks they're great banks they're they're excellent banks uh, and given the opportunity for that like 1.5 generation or second generation if there's something we can do then we're happy to do that so that maybe a year from now when you ask me that question I can say let me share you <laughs> share with you a success story of somebody that we got to know so uh, I, I'd like to I don't know if I have an award but Michelle gets the award for the most compelling question back to the host <laughs> all right um, that was Congratulations. really good. <laughs> <laughs> good, good job good job difficult um, question too yeah it was, it, it's really compelling um, wow we're 30 minutes already I want to talk for a second and Shamron get you in a little bit sure uh, sort of roundtable if we could this idea uh, of um, 
in today's business the uh, the importance of rate and fee versus access to capital you get what i'm saying i mean for so long especially especially in a banking town like atlanta um there's a couple of decisions that are made by your business owners there's decisions that you guys make at karani um and 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 there's there's one primary lens and historically that primary lens is how do i reduce my taxes no doubt my my buddy jeff forrestall at cpa at uh, at forrestall cpas or Daniel Sosby over at Moore Stevens and Tiller, those guys do a really good job of helping business owners, you know, manage their tax liability. A lot of times when, when a business owner only looks at their business through that lens, there's two things that they sometimes unfortunately compromise unknowingly, and that is that those two things are this. Number one is access to capital. What 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 importance does my balance sheet if I've only made decisions on rate and fee my entire career? Have I weakened my balance sheet to the point that um, that I'm not, I can't get the best deal? The other thing I've learned of late, especially since COVID hit, was the the second generation business owner that you mentioned, Michelle. It really applies here um, because uh, if if companies have made all their decisions based on tax uh, management as opposed to building a balance sheet, when you get ready to sell that business and you've taken everything out of the business with no value in the business, then you're not gonna return. You're not gonna get the return on that business when you sell it that you think you will, with all due respect. Um, so so um, if, if you don't mind, I'm gonna start with Henry, because it, it looks like you're ready, you're ready to go with an answer, but trouble. rate and fee <laughs> versus access to capital, not only for AAPI business owners, but this is a question that goes across all business owners. Your thoughts? Well, well I, I guess uh, certainly, um, you know, I think I want to act, elaborate in terms of agreeing with um, uh, Michelle in terms of uh, first generation, second generation, right? I think f- being a first generation, we tend to probably, in terms of Asian business, leaving more money in the account, what we call average collective balances, is pretty yeah. substantial. Yeah. Because I mean, this is how the first generation were brought up overseas. I was born in Hong Kong, so so in terms of banking practices in Asia, a little bit different. So, but the second generation, they are more sharp in terms of looking at fees. You know, make sure you don't mm-hmm. leave too much balances in the account. So it's a combination. It's, it's a learning process, even yeah. for banks. Now, for small business, obviously, um, you know, uh, I've come across many many small business, what is AAPI or mainstream uh, American companies. It, it's really, uh, they all try to squeeze the banks in terms of getting the best rate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, I, I think the mentality is, is a lot small business because of obviously they need to, to, to increase profitability, right? And bottom line. At, I think the, one of the issue is, is they, they tend to look at that Rate squeezing is a transaction mm. orient with a trans- transactional uh, orientation rather than relationship and partnership. Yeah, and I, I think for the older generation that that is evolving, having the the, the second generation taking over for AAIP uh, uh, businesses is is you probably see a combination of the young professionals and owners. 
being more receptive to new ideas. Uh, for example, a bundling of um, uh, services, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. and then the bundling of fees. Yeah. In addition to what you pay when you borrow your line of credit, right under your line of credit. So, right. have having that willingness from the second generation to work with banks, because for the older generation, I view that we look at banks as sort of helping us on specific transactions, mm -hmm. short-term focus, vis-a-vis, -vis, I'm sure Shamran has a good idea too. Involving Regions Bank in this case as a strategic partner growing the business together. Mm. So, right, so because of that shift in terms of relationship, you know, yeah. region is a partner to his business growing. Yeah. So obviously, he will receive a lot of advices in terms of how he should structure his balance sheet, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you know, absolutely. Put back, put back. You know, uh, after you have a successful year, make, making sure on a regular basis you put back your, you know, your money into your business through retained earnings and blah yep. blah 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 blah. Amen. Dress up your balance sheet, improve your cash flow. That will improve your your short, you know, uh, working capital ratio, and you name it. Yep. So so these are evolving. Mm -hmm. For the young second generation, but the first generation is more old style banking. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you make really really viable points. You know, I come from a family operated business, and of course, my father is a first generation, and I'm second generation. And Michelle, you mentioned this as well that you know we're we're born here and raised here, and uh, that kind of helps us squash the language barrier, of course. Um, and you know, language is is really important. JD, you and I were talking earlier, and you know, I asked you, you know, you sound great on the radio. Why are you so good at this? And you said, my degree is in communications. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not finance. You know, it's, it's, yeah, not finance. That's funny. Although you you helped me a lot in that, though. But um, you know, it, communication is key. You know, mm. if you're if you're not able to communicate, um, that really creates a, a big gap between you and your client. And I guess sometimes we talk about communication as, you know, kind of what we're doing now, right? I'm talking to you, you're listening, and um, it's exactly that, that word listening, right? Um, but how many people listen to understand? Mm. So As opposed to just hear. Just, just hearing, you or know what I mean? Or thinking so, about what they're going to say next. Or what they're, how are they going <laughs> to respond, or, or how does it benefit me, right? Too many people are listening and the first thing they're thinking about is, okay, well, what's in it for me, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. I think having banking partners and uh, creating a team around you um, uh, of, of people that understand what is in it for them. You know, as a business owner, one of the first things I do uh, as a leader is, is I make sure people that are on my team, whether they work for me or they work with me, they understand what's in it for them, right? And that's just not me communicating and telling them, hey, this is what you're going to make or, hey, this is what you're going to get. But... Um, them having enough respect for me to understand that uh, 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 I have their best interest in mind, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. I think uh, as a business owner, it's my responsibility to have uh, not only the people that work for me, but the people that work with me, their best interest in mind. And going right back to regions and, and, and me being your client, I know JD has my best interest in mind. And at the same time, he protects the bank that he works with. And we grow our business together, like, uh, like Henry had mentioned, right? Uh, a strategic partnership versus a short-term vision on just providing me capital. I pay you back on your loan. See you later, right? That's usually the first generation 
uh, transaction. But nowadays, you know, me and JD might go hit a golf tournament together or go hit a soccer uh, game together like we're going <laughs> to do this weekend, I believe. Um, so, you know, first of all, thank you, JD, for that. I appreciate it. You, you got me some tickets, some cool things. I'm your client. I pay you some high-level interest rates. I know I do. I sign those <laughs> checks on a monthly basis, so I know that I'm paying you a lot of money. But I'm glad I am, right? I'm glad that I have a strategic partner like Regions, like JD. Um, I'm very happy to make my monthly payment um, because I'm a growing business as well, right? Um, you know, you've provided me some capital on, on several real estate deals and we're doing one together right now um, in the city of Snellville um, for all of our Atlanta, Gwinnett County listeners. It's actually a deal right on Scenic Highway. And Whoa, 124. JD, 124. And I, I knew you'd know it, Henry. So just don't go steal it from me. Uh, I, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, JD, you understand my business. Regions mm. Bank understands my business. Mm. And that's what makes you guys a strategic partner. No business person wants to go to his banker and say, you know, let me teach you my business and then you can provide <laughs> me capital. That's not how it works, right? So mm. I think one, communicating to understand each other versus just listening or responding uh, is very important in the banking industry. I, I would like my strategic partners to listen to me to understand and not just to listen. Thank you. Well, you bring up a good point. Um, and, and it sort of goes back to, you know, how do we separate ourselves? You know, banking is really about the only uh, profession that I can think of where I have to go out and sell regions to you. So I have to, I have to get you on board with me first. And then what do I got to do? I got to go back to the office and convince <laughs> the credit partners yeah. and the yeah, other people. You got an army behind you to 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 in turn do business with you. Cool. So so we're selling on both sides. I sell the bank to you, and I sell you to the bank. So you're like my bridge. I'm well, I'm a bridge. Right. Yeah, we're going. So yeah. I got to cross you every time I want to do a deal. That's right. I and better have a good relationship. With better, you. and I better know in order to sell you to the bank. Yeah, I better know what's going on. You got to know me. You got to know my business. And, and you know what? I think um, how you do that, look, I've been around some bankers before where they go in and they have a list of questions, and it's, and it's like, okay, Michelle, please tell me what this is. It's the typical protocol, right? You know, you get a conversation and have, you know, the one thing, one compelling question that I've found that always works is, hey, tell us how we're doing. Tell me how we're doing. If you ask a bank customer to tell you how you're doing, <laughs> you, you better you better sit back uh, because they will tell you. Yeah, um, Henry, you, you had something to say. Actually, I, I was going to I was going to comment actually on my success story. This yeah. is something that uh, is very noticeable among the AAPI business. Okay, the first generation. I can tell you, uh, for example, when I negotiate with the bank uh, on the increase in line of credit. The bank immediately asks, well, you know, we'll consider a reduction in interest rate, but I also want to tighten up the covenant. Mm -hmm. For the first generation, they will look at it, oh, you don't trust us. Mm. But for the younger generation, it's different in terms of, because this is actually a father and son team. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, so you're bringing up a great topic. It's Continue. transition. Yeah. And, then, and then I think I mentioned about strategic partnership in the relationship. So what the bank is doing is to actually protect the company as well as protecting the bank yes. by having restrictive covenants so that you don't go out you don't go crazy under. and there spend you. and lose all your money. Right. I mean, this is a typical, typical, you know, the, the first generation sort of, oh, you don't trust us. 
immediately. Yeah. This is the Asian mentality. Right. But the second generation, mm. I think after you know several, you know maybe mm. you just you know discussion five ten minutes, they they get it. You know, a, a, a more restrictive covenant is good for the company. Covenants are designed to protect, protect your business, the business as right. well as the bank. not to suffocate your business. So it's a partnership, right? But also allow you to increase rates. I mean, yeah. reduce rates. Okay. Increase <laughs> rate on the, yeah, increase yeah. Rate on the Be deposit. Be careful, Henry. No, increase, no, 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 you haven't. Have, increase okay. rate on the I'm deposit. Teasing. Teasing. <laughs> increase I'm rate on the deposit. Yeah, that's, rate right. On the deposit. <laughs> that's right. Michelle? I want to piggyback on the conversation, like a strategic partnership. And uh, I want to say, I want to put it this way, like a long-term relationship. So taking care of each other. So you know the customers and clients, and then we, we know there's a banker and don't, Know, who knows me or my business very well whenever I have any trouble or I, whenever I have some need and then I can go the, the best big banker who care about my business mm. and then we taking care of each other the long term relationship we don't care about that much about the rates and the fees and but uh, the long term relationship so whenever you have a come up with a, like a promotion in bank in mm-hmm. your bank and then you just reach out to the customer here hey here's just something good you know going on our bank and then are you interested then to participate or get some promotion rates or something yeah so that that's the relationship so that that's how you know beneficial to each other like a you know banking uh, bank bank and the customer and clients as well I love it yeah. um, I just want to piggyback off that Michelle makes a really good point that you know you're definitely from the second generation right you were like you're not so much worried about the rate and the fee you'd rather be more malleable in your business right like I can pick up the phone and I can make on the fly decisions that are beneficial to my business my banker understands them and supports them I don't mean to say it so quickly but that's that's literally what I what sure, I took from yes, what you said right that, that you you value being more malleable versus just a rate and a fee, right? Because that's just a transaction. It's not necessarily a relationship. I, I, from my side of that point, um, I f- it feels right to me when I'm discussing a customer and I refer to the customer as we. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. there's, yeah. there's, there's a lottery. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a large facility up in Hall County. It's a big cold box. And um, years ago, it's a freezer company. Um, Years ago, we, 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 we started this business. And I know the chairman of the board, the CEO, CFO, they're all you know friends of mine. And um, when I talk about that company, I don't talk about them. I talk about we. I talk about us. And, and that's when I feel like you've gotten to a point because I've also heard our banking customers refer to us together. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're at the when when you're at the table and uh, you're, you're you share the vision because what we need to do, whether it's in the AAPI community or broadly, is um, what are you trying to accomplish? Because if you're just trying to accomplish getting the cheapest capital, you know where are you going to get that and what are you going to get out of it? Because right. you know when I was a kid, they uh, you know McDonald's started some meal deal where you got everything for three bucks or whatever. And then, you know, Wendy's has it now. My kids are always always ordering the four for four. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and everything's just sort of inexpensive, shall we say. Um, but uh, What's the deal, not the value? Yeah, Too many the, people are saying what's, what's the deal, the deal that's and not great. what's the value. You're exactly right. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and in banking, we struggle to find the value because the community has defined it as the deal. Right. And, and, <laughs> and what we can do – well – 
you know, what's, what's the deal, what's the value? There have been times in the last couple of weeks, within 30 minutes, I have a conversation with Shamron, mm -hmm. and within 30 minutes, I have the same conversation with his dad, Sultan. <laughs> They're entirely different conversations. Oh, I believe it, yeah. We're totally different. And I have to know them each so that I can answer the same question with the same answer a little differently. Yes. You know? Um, and, and I think that that's what should make us – But we're not asking questions to interrogate anybody. Mm -mm. Um, you know, if I, just, if I just went home to my wife Amy and just, you know, interrogated her a little bit and had her fill out a form of what her day looked like, <laughs> that wouldn't be very good. You know, you know, what is it? You know, how, was, how are things going? Last time we were – hey, man, last time we were together, this was going on. How did that go? Mm -hmm. um, now here's this is really cool at regions we're really using AI to get into how our customers transact business mm -hmm. and what we found is that we can go to a commercial business and tell them things that they're doing that they don't even realize that they're doing mm -hmm. how they're using their accounts how the line of credit changes with with their account balances and things like that and it, it's wow. very compelling you know, right now, um, in every business community, um, AAPI especially, and, and I know those great banks are talking about this, is fraud prevention. You know, we can go to a customer, and, and I think people figure out that the bankers that work for me just sit around and look at all these transactions already. But um, we know how many checks you're writing. Did you know that every time you write a check, your your account number is out on the street for somebody to to take mm -hmm. yeah. every time. Yep. And all they got to do is get that account number, and and if you're not, so what we do? It happens what? to me very often. Yeah. In, pay, in my payroll, yeah. right? So somebody will oh, get yeah. my account number, and they'll make a fraudulent check, and they'll yeah. go to a check cashing. That's right. Location, yep. and the check cashing location sometimes when they're not managed well. Or they might have a relationship with the person making the fraudulent checks. They start cashing these checks. The money starts coming Gone. out of my account. It, it, it takes me it takes me a week or two to realize that it was done fraudulently. Then I got to go talk to my you know all mm -hmm. the folks at my bank, wow. et cetera, et cetera. Get it reversed or try to get it reversed. Figure out what happened and. It's it's a it's a long process that my payroll department really pulls their hair out. You know. Yeah. I think we now have crossed the mark of. I think almost 800 employees. Wow. So every two weeks, we've got over 800 checks being written. So it's uh, we're very vulnerable to say. Well, that. yeah. So we, you know, even to you, the conversation about positive pay, mm -hmm. where you tell us which checks you've written, the number, the amount, and the date, and we cross-reference that. Now, heck, uh, you know, rate and fee. Mm -hmm. Rate and fee. There's mm -hmm. a charge for that. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. It, it, it sounds expensive until somebody cashes a $28,000 check. And you can't get it back. And you can't get it back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Interesting. But, you know, my comment is actually, you know, if, if a company is having a great banking relationship partner, right, mm -hmm. I, I think the company would be more inclined to leave some more balances in the account without being asked. I mean, mm -hmm. that, that's a reality. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, true. Really. Yeah, we see that. Yeah, I'm oh, sure. Sure. I, our I'm strongest sure relationships have the have the have the you know highest balances. Yep. So, um, yeah. Every business owner, I think, has more than one bank that they use yep. or bank with. But we all have a preferred bank, right? Until so we all yep. have somebody that we're going to be like, "Hey, I, I'm going to leave my money hanging out with JD," right? So uh, you know, that reflect relationship. I obviously. like that idea. Like that. Though. <laughs> the preferred bank. Yeah. 
Oh, it's it's a it's it's happening daily. Whether we as business owners recognize it or not, we have four or five business contacts, and we have a preferred bank. Right, that this is who I trust the most. I trust them. <laughs> who do so I trust you them? now you really got my brain yeah. working because that that's a whole different pitch, really. I yeah. mean, because you don't become someone's exclusive bank until you've earned that exclusivity you and you don't get to exclusivity until you until you start off as preferred yeah yeah and i'm sure sean around your business you're probably using more than four different types of banking mm-hmm. products and services i'm pretty sure i'm probably you know just off the top of my head yeah six. definitely more than four probably closer to six that's my guess yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Now you, i mean Henry, you mentioned something about, you know, your knowledge and, and, you know, you serve at a very high position in the organization that you're with and you know a lot about business. So it's 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 very nice to meet you. And again, J.D., thanks for making the introduction to both Michelle and Henry. I mean, these these are the these are the opportunities that we as business owners live for. It's not just about it's not just about making money. Feeding is mutual here. So, okay, the beauty of a relationship, it's a beauty of a relationship. You're exactly right. Mm -hmm. And how could we end any better than talking about the beauty of a relationship? And I'm thankful for a new friendship that we started a couple weeks via email and is now personalized. Uh, Henry, I'm thank you thankful for a relationship that we started a couple years ago that got put on pause due to COVID. So good to see you when I walked in the lobby. Today. Remember, actually, I will be doing one more with Regions Bank. On That's right. Tell me about it. Yeah, real quick, real quick. Remind me. Do we have a date on that? Well, Thomas probably. I probably drive Thomas crazy. I say, Thomas, let's get confirm the date, and uh, most likely it's going to be mid June. Yeah. You no, know, we believe in planning, getting yeah. all the speakers, make sure that we have the the right flow of information from different panelists and blah, blah, blah. So I think it's most likely uh, middle of June. Yeah. I think we have lined up all the speakers and um, ready to go. Looking forward to it. Likewise. Yes. Awesome. It's so great to walk in and see you. And Sham, thanks, man. I hope thank you have a, a nice – and thank you for, you know, uh, helping us get better. Each of you helped us get better today. Mm-hmm. Um, I promise you people at headquarters in Birmingham listen to this and they wow. will know that we can get better as a result of today. I wish each of you a very happy weekend, and I hope that you have a very, always have a nice month, but an especially, you know, awesome AAPI month. Uh, We celebrate it with you, and uh, we're there with you. So thank you for joining us today, and I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy it, Thank you, Regent. Enjoy it. Bye-bye. You got it.